Welcome to the ACCP Resident and Fellowship Podcast, a podcast for residents by residents. My name is Monica and I am a PGY-1 pharmacy resident at Avera McKinnon Hospital and University Health Center. We will be joined today on the show by Dr. Brad Lively. Dr. Lively is a professor at South Dakota State University College of Pharmacy and Allied Health Professions, as well as the Antimicrobial Stewardship Pharmacist at Avera McKinnon. We will be discussing his experiences with an antimicrobial stewardship program across a rural health system. Thank you so much for joining me today, Brad. Uh, first of all, could you give us a brief introduction of this stewardship at Avera House? Uh, why was it created and how does it run? Sure. Thank you, Monica. I really appreciate this opportunity to share a little bit about our story. When we look back to, it's been now since 2015, uh, that we've had our telemedicine type antimicrobial stewardship program. Uh, we knew that we had some oncoming mandates towards stewardship that would be coming from the Joint Commission as well as the Center for Medicaid and Medicare Services uh, and that we needed to help the facilities within the Vera system to be able to deliver on that. And as you mentioned, we have mm -hmm. uh, over 30 facilities in the Avera uh, footprint, uh, many of which have pretty limited expertise on site related to infectious diseases. Uh, we are fortunate though at Avera Health to have a rather large uh, infectious disease uh, specialist group in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, uh, as well as uh, quite a bit of expertise in the areas of ID uh, in, in our pharmacy department mm -hmm. um, at our central hospital. And so uh, given that we have a, a pretty widespread rural area, uh, but we are pretty well technologically connected, mm -hmm. uh, we wanted to come up with our telestewardship type approach um, as a way to be able to spread some of that expertise out to uh, the non-Sioux uh, Falls facilities within our system. Okay. So as you mentioned that we're pretty well connected with the other smaller hospitals through you know, technology and teleconference. Um, and as a resident who is on her infectious disease rotation, I'm lucky to sit in uh, the daily antimicrobial stewardship call each day. Um, can you give us an introduction of how does that daily ASP call work? Sure. So our daily ASP call, we call it the daily call, though it is a more of a Monday through Friday type mm -hmm. call. Uh, but it is a, a specified time point in the day, starts at 11.15 each day, um, by which uh, we have a, a, a WebEx call is what we use, but you could potentially use other secure means of uh, teleconferencing. We have that call at 11.15 where uh, we have an, an infectious disease physician that joins that call each day um, as well as a pharmacist in the area of infectious diseases from Avera McKinnon Hospital and then other pharmacists from throughout the system uh, that like to join that conference call in order to be able to discuss uh, specific patients um, with the entire team uh, discussing them with the ID physician um, as well as the infectious disease specialist pharmacist and other pharmacists on the call. Uh, we use the screen sharing technology so that we can show the electronic medical record uh, and come up with a team-based uh, recommendation. Uh, at the end of that discussion, uh, then that pharmacist can go back to their local provider and be able to say that the patient was reviewed through chart review uh, on the, the 
antimicrobial stewardship call um, and that uh, the team has made this recommendation for you to consider. Um, and this has been pretty well received and, and we've found that we've had pretty high uh, acceptance rates mm-hmm. uh, across the system related to those recommendations that we make. Um, and it, it, they have been uh, very well welcomed from our providers across the system. Yeah, it's very glad to hear that because with the technology, it really allows us to be able to practice this telemedicine um, modality that help the other pharmacists to get more resources as far as their antimicrobial stewardship for their efforts. Um, I guess my next question is, I've known that this program is pretty well established, but what were some of the challenges that you or other pharmacists have encountered during the process of implementation? Sure. I think that probably some of the challenges would be just related to setting a really good baseline um, related to having standard practices across the system by which you would respond to specific situations. So while starting up the ASP call really wasn't all that difficult. I mean, it really mm-hmm. came down to identifying pharmacists at each, at each facility that would receive the information for the call, inviting them, getting them to come and join a couple of calls so that they could see what it was all about. Yeah. Uh, that went pretty well. That was very smooth. I think that some of the things, though, that early on we learned mm-hmm. was that uh, we had differing approaches to things like renal dosing throughout the system, IV to PO switching, Things that we oftentimes think of as being the real basics of, of clinical pharmacy practice and that, uh, that really shouldn't be that difficult, but actually it was uh, something that we really did need to work on uh, pretty hard to get everybody on the same page as yeah. to how we're going to do a renal dosing um, a, as a standard type approach mm-hmm. throughout the system for a particularly renally dosed a medication. Yeah. Uh, we didn't necessarily have buy-in even for simple things like IV to PO switch throughout yeah. the system. And so we needed to work on that, not only with pharmacists uh, throughout the system, but also the leadership at those yeah. facilities uh, to get them on board with uh, those types of real basic antimicrobial stewardship mm-hmm. practices. That's a really good point, because um, you would think such a simple practice wouldn't, like everybody would be on the same page, but indeed we do need some leadership and a lot of communication just to make sure that it's all the um, efforts are standardized across the whole system. I guess my next question is, what are some success or um, rewarding experiences you had with this system-wide ASP program? Sure. I think that what one of the biggest successes is that we've been able to get some uh, real good traction at a system-wide level yeah. toward achieving some of our antimicrobial stewardship goals. You know, early on, one of our major goals was to reduce uh, excessive fluoroquinolone prescribing. Uh, we did a lot of education related to that. Uh, We did a lot of work in terms of educating our physicians about resistance rates and our utilization rates and giving them options for alternative Mm -hmm. agents to use uh, through treatment pathways and even uh, some of our antimicrobial stewardship personnel going to uh, meetings with physician leadership at various facilities. Uh, and we were able to get a pretty substantial reduction in our overall fluoroquinolone utilization, which was, at the time, had been quite a bit excessive compared to our peer institutions, yeah. and now we're quite a bit below. Uh, we've started to work on um, similar types of approaches related to carbapenems, mm-hmm. vancomycin utilization. Uh, we think that we're making some, some headway there, mm-hmm. uh, but we continue to work in those areas. But I guess I would say that probably the most rewarding part of this is that 
the overall collaboration um, has really been increased substantially amongst the other uh, amongst the various facilities within the Avera system and and the uh, collegiality has been just amazing. Um, I'm getting to know a lot of pharmacists in in cities that are hundreds of miles away from where I live, but we're almost. Uh, on a, a, a first name basis, or are a first name basis yeah. related to the fact that we talk to each other yeah. every day uh, about patients on our antimicrobial stewardship call. So that has been one of the best parts, that cohesiveness uh, that we've been able to build through a, a, a daily interaction. That's amazing. Um, so are those uh, recommendations that made by this pharmacist or take back by those pharmacists, are they mostly like voluntary uh, to when they make those recommendations back to their own facility? Right, so this team makes the recommendation or comes together with the recommendation, mm-hmm. um, and then that pharmacist will have the, uh, the choice to then go and deliver that recommendation locally and have that discussion with their local provider. Those local providers are un- under no obligation to uh, okay. take their recommendation. They're certainly not forced to accept it, uh, but I think that we've got pretty good buy-in on our process the majority of the time. Uh, they do. In fact, we track on a on a uh, semi-annual basis mm-hmm. uh, what our our acceptance rates are, as well as our rates of non-acceptance. Or because there are some some gray areas there where maybe they took part of it, but part of the recommendation, but they didn't take all of it. Those kinds of things. And we've typically had uh, around a ninety percent acceptance rate mm-hmm. amongst our as a voluntary acceptance oh. for our recommendations across the system, and it's pretty consistent. For, uh, over the you know every six months to a year okay. that we see. That's awesome. So given all the progresses with this ASP program, what some of the new challenges has COVID brought, you know, from a st- um, storeship standpoint? Sure. And I think COVID for us, um, as well as a, a lot of other uh, facilities across the country, maybe even most, we had a lot of fear that a lot of the progress that we'd made in reducing antimicrobial utilization would go out the window yeah. um, with COVID because we were anticipating that we would see large spikes in empiric mm-hmm. uh, antimicrobial use as these patients came in. And uh, I think we did see that initially, but uh, we were able to, through our telestewardship, um, and uh, the efforts of, the, of our pharmacists mm-hmm. at our facilities to continually engage our providers and whether or not there's really a need yeah. for antibacterials to try to treat a potential bacterial co-infection or, or yep. even super infection. And when we look at our data, while we did have initial spike, it did plateau off. And even right now, in the, the context of our uh, what has been a surge across the country and the world, uh, we've still been able to see a relatively flat curve related to some of our most commonly used antibiotics. Yeah. And, and so uh, I think that we've been able to, again, working as a team with our ID physicians and our stewardship group, uh, mm-hmm. been able to curtail what could have potentially gotten away from us uh, from an antimicrobial u- utilization standpoint. So uh, Guillen, thank you so much, Brad, for uh, giving us so much insight into Um, your experience with this ASP program, as well as the challenge that COVID has imposed on the antimicrobial stewardship. Uh, My last question is um, more for our post-grad community, like those who are interested in, you know, uh, being antimicrobial stewardship pharmacists. So how would pharmacists um, early in their career get involved with ASP? And what are your advice for those who want to start the ASP at their facilities? 
Yeah, I would say that for, for practitioners earlier in their early in their career, if they'd really like to get involved in ASP, you need a mentor. You need to work with somebody uh, that has some experience with ASP if possible. Um, and that may be an antimicrobial stewardship pharmacist. It might be a physician mm-hmm. that is an ID trained physician. It might be even a non-ID trained physician, but somebody that has a lot of interest because you need, you're going to need that support, need that team approach um, as you get involved in an antimicrobial stewardship Mm -hmm. program. And for sure, if you're trying to start one from scratch, uh, because you really need to have that physician leadership backing in in order to get a a truly effective antimicrobial stewardship Mm -hmm. program uh, off the ground. And so, you know, in my experience, when I was a young practitioner, um, I started working with Dr. Jawad Nazir here at Avera McKinnon um, within my first uh, year that I was here uh, to develop an antimicrobial stewardship that had a very small, small goals, right? yeah. I would say a uh, small amount of goals. Um, and then through the two of us working together along with other pharmacists and ID physicians within our group, we were able to grow that stewardship program from one that was a very small in scope and was making, uh, you know, relatively modest gains to one now that uh, has now encompasses our entire health system. So really, it's that relationship piece, um, working as a team to get uh, enough momentum going uh, to be successful in your endeavors. Awesome. I really appreciate what you just said, um, you know, start small and then just incrementally growing and establish good relationship with ID physicians, with colleagues, and, you know, uh, and find a good mentor. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much for joining me today today, Brad. I really appreciate all of your uh, attendance and all of your efforts for our whole system ASP program. Thank you, Monica. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to an ACCP podcast for residents by residents. Our theme music is titled Jupiter's Smile by the 126ers and is provided through YouTube's free audio library. Please subscribe to the ACCP podcast on iTunes or Google Play to be notified of new episodes.